through to Sandra True's Get Real Parental podcast. And remember, this podcast is for dads. So we have dads on the show sharing their journeys. And hopefully when listeners can take away a few nuggets from something that resonates with them as well. So today we've got Lee Chambers on the guests today. And listen, I've been after this man for I don't know how long. So I feel very grateful and blessed that he's made some time for me. So welcome to the show, Lee. How are you? I'm really well, Sandra. Pleasure to be with you today. Excellent. Thank you. So you're a dad and let's start from there. So how many children you have? How old are they? And what are your struggles right now? Uh, So I'm a father of two, Annabelle and Miles, who are 10 and 8. That beautiful age where they found a level of independence, continually curious, but still come for hugs at the end of the day. So I feel blessed. I've not been graduated up the school pathway yet, being uncool, but I know that's coming one day. But a lot of kind of, a lot of passion, got a very deep bond with each of them. Had a daddy-daughter day just yesterday. Love that. Away from everything. And we just did all the things that she likes to do. So for me, you know, I feel very blessed to be a father. Obviously, there's been lots of ups and downs on that journey, lots of learnings. Nothing can really prepare you for fatherhood until you jump into it and try and find both how to be a father and learn a lot about yourself along the way. Um, Challenges that I have today, it is just kind of, you know, managing the various aspects. I've got a lot of work that I do. Uh, My children understand that because I spent a lot of time with them and I also help them understand the work that I do. You never have enough time to do everything you would truly want to do, if I'm honest, even though I'm very rigid with my non-negotiables and my structures and my time. Still, I sometimes wish I had a little bit more time and had to travel a little bit less for work. Uh, But no, there's trade-offs there as well. You know what? I'm loving the fact that you sort of bring your children into the work and you show them this is why daddy's away from you because this is what I'm doing. I absolutely love that because once children can see, they may not fully understand it all, but they can see what you do and they feel like they're a part of it. It doesn't sort of crunch so hard when daddy can't be there. They sort of understand, you know, so I'm absolutely loving that. And your daddy and daughter day, tell me about that. I want some details. What did you guys get up to? So we had a nice slow pyjama breakfast that she likes to do, lounging about a little bit. Then we went to see Barbie together. Of course. Embracing some matriarchy and just getting her to see, does she kind of see that in her world? She's very feisty as a character, plays mixed football. She's not seen some of those barriers and obstacles yet that she would will have as she grows a little bit older. But it just started to get her to think, you know, she could be anything. She could be anything she wants to be. Mm. And she kind of feels that at the minute. And I know that over the years, she will start to face some of those barriers. But she now understands why I do the way that I do as well, which is powerful. She's got a lot of energy, very active. So we went to like an adventure playground, you know, she launching herself off all different things, made a few friends like she does. We had some dinner and then we went and got some shopping. Then went and had some tea, went and saw my parents. It was like a full spectrum of things across the day. There's even things that I've, you know, I forgot we did that much, but we covered a lot of ground. And it's that thing, Sandra, you know, I want my kids to be part of what I do, but also understand why I do what I do. And they are proud of that, you know. They tell people about what I do. Uh-huh. And it's like in their own little like 10 and 8 year old way of describing how I do what I do. They feel that I'm, or understand that I'm making the world a better place through the work that I do. There's nothing really can say to that because they are like my board. Yeah. They are my directors. They are my accountability, right? You know what? Kids are clear on what's right and what's wrong. Kids are clear on sustainability, diversity, well-being. Like these little kids, they walk into a boardroom and rinse more C-suite leaders because they're just switched on. <laughs> <laughs> 
absolutely love that. Oh my gosh. It sounds like a really good day. And you know what? I haven't seen this Barbie film yet, but I do feel like I do need to go and see it because from the reviews I've read, they've been very, very good, very high starred. And they like the way they've captured a lot of content in there for children. So yeah, that's something that I will need to see so I can get to understand what it is they're trying to give off for the parents and for the children in this film. So interesting. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so what do you think are some of the strengths and unique qualities that you bring to your role as a dad? Yeah, so I think I've really managed to hone these by being a stay-at-home dad. And I know so many, you know, fathers don't get the opportunity. And I think just to give a little bit of context about how I got to that point, uh, because I think, again, it's a privilege, but, you know, I became unwell in 2014, lost the ability to walk and had to learn to walk again. And at that point, my son was 18 months old and my daughter was about to be born. Wow. So it was a very, very difficult time for us as a collective. And I had an awful lot of support around me. But with my daughter being born when I was in walking rehab, you know, I was determined to get back on my feet so I could take her first steps with her. And, you know, when you're so passionate about doing something for someone else, you know, I made it. Uh, I managed to get back on my feet a month before she started walking, took her first steps with her. You know, it's a moment like ever emblazoned and etched on my mind. You know, it's my proudest moment. But fundamentally, I had a, a lot of issues on that journey. But just having a reason why, a purpose kept me going. Be honest, Sandra, I've not beat her much else since. Like she is a whirlwind. She is always on it. Prior to that, I ran a tech business, grew a tech business and actually decided not to go back operationally. Okay. But to actually take myself out of the business operationally and, and move into a strategic role. That allowed me to become a stay-at-home dad. I was very lucky to have the finances to be able to do that. Right. But that three and a half years spent with my children did a lot of things for me. Firstly, it put me in female dominant environments in parent and toddler, parent and baby groups. I started to learn you know, a lot about what the world was like for women. Mm. I hadn't really had, you know, a chance to properly listen and sit there and learn. Interesting. So that's helped me to become much more aware as an individual of some of the barriers that women face in society. Some of the maternity discrimination from some of the grandmothers who were the first generation of women in the workplace. But also, you know, being that active present father, what did he do for me? It made me more patient. Mm. It made me more present and more better at being present in the presence of others. It made me more compassionate because I spent time in a, you know, primarily caring role. And again, that's very different than the business world that I worked in previously. It made me a better negotiator. <laughs> I had two little ones who were ganging up on me and like tackling me from all angles. So I, I had to become a better negotiator because otherwise I was going to be folded <laughs> by me on children every time. Um, I love that. And I've become a better communicator because you've got to reduce that stuff down so a five-year-old can get it. And then a five-year-old gets it and you're like, actually, this is useful because most of the world are five-year-olds just in bigger bodies walking around. How do we simplify something so a five-year-old can get it? If you can get that down, you can explain any concept to anyone and they'll generally get it. So it's kind of really honed my skills, but it's also expanded my vision for what's important because when I was lying in the hospital bed, Sandra, I knew, mm. I knew that my outcomes, I didn't know what they were going to be. Yeah. I knew that was seriously unwell. Um, but what I also knew is that I wasn't happy with the legacy that I created so far. And for everything that I'd managed to do with my business, which had been, you know, as a black person in the tech industry, like pushing up against a lot of barriers anyway. Yeah. Um, I realized that I could go back to that, right? And 
and keep trying to prove people wrong. But you can't get your time back with your kids. This is what I realised. I realised that when they start school, you don't see them that much. By the time they start secondary school, they want to hang out with their mates. Don't want to hang out with you. Don't make that mistake. Invest in time in your kids. That's the biggest investment, the most important investment you'll ever make. Do it before they go to school. And when they start school, you'll get some gaps. By the time the teenagers, they don't want to know you. Even if you've got that bond, they're trying to find themselves. What is it for you? Build that bond, you know, go on the journey with them. Help them to, you know, understand the, the individual that they are so they can go out when they are grown up and express that to the world. Be who they want to become. Be who they can be. Go and explore and adventure and, yeah, be human. So I just realised I was never going to get that time back. So I decided to take that step into investing time in my children. And I'll tell you what, you know, the memories I've got, the bond we've got now, no amount of money, no amount of time in the future is going to ever do anything close to that. So, yeah, I made the right decision, you know. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. I think you've just answered the next 10 questions anyway. All in what you just said there. But, Mom, I love your why. I always think that people should have a why no matter what they're doing. Why are you doing that? What is your purpose? And your why are your children. And your why was why you're sitting in your hospital bed thinking of your children. That gave you that motivation as well, I think, where you two could take your first steps together. How lovely was that? Oh, my goodness. Absolutely amazing. And, you know, I always tell people you've actually only got, if you're lucky, 18 summers with your children is not a lot of time. So where you're spending so much time at work, you're missing all the little things and the little twerky things that they do as well that make you laugh or that make you cry or that just feed you with emotions. Yeah. Don't you just feel like they're just constantly feeding you with different emotions when you're around them? Yeah. One thing that really stuck with me, Sandra, is obviously I've got like a psychological background academically. Through studies, what I kind of noticed is that the actual like contact time you have with your children, the real quality opportunities, 70% of that is before the 12. By the time they're 12, spending more time with their friends, yeah, then they might move off for education. And then when they're adults, they've got their own life. You know, 70% of that time is before they start secondary school. So you've got to step into that 70% and get as much of that as you can because the next 30% is fleeting. <laughs> and it's always more challenging because the, they're becoming adults and ultimately, you know, no matter how strong the bond you've got with your kids, they are going to go through those adolescent periods which are challenging no matter how much support you have yeah absolutely so can you imagine if you didn't build that bond from the beginning or have any kind of bond and then the adolescence come and you're just lost and then now when you want to step up and do this whole parenting thing it's like well no I'm just gonna go off and do what I want and they'll probably do that anyway but they'll still think of you a lot more because you've created that bond in the beginning they're fed up they've been told what to do for the last 10-12 years they now want to go and investigate and do their own thing but they will have you at the back of their mind you'll always be there not like he's at work anyway you know all the time I think you're definitely on the right path to navigate your fatherhood journey with your kids yeah. 100% love that yeah we share it through two things Sandra as well firstly that my own father was always present from a family perspective in a unit okay and he saw that as very good because many of his friends weren't involved in the children's lives in the same way right but he worked an awful lot to try and give us a platform to try and give me and my younger brothers social mobility and opportunities and you know I mean he did that in many ways I was the first one in, in my extended family to get to university you know we managed to move to a place where we had more opportunity yeah and that was through hard work but through that hard work there was a sacrifice of time with us mm. and you know some of my childhood memories of walking to church on my own when I was eight on a Sunday morning 
morning because both my parents were at work, you know. It was like they worked incredibly hard to give me and my brothers a platform, yeah. which I'm grateful for. And it's definitely built a work ethic within me. But I do have those childhood memories of them not being there as well. Yeah. I wanted my children not to have those same memories. I also started to be driven as I kind of went out into the world about being able to parent out loud, to be a loud parent as a black man because of the stereotypes around black men so often being absent fathers, non-active and involved fathers. And I actually realised, you know, by me doing what I wanted to do was important. Also, there was an importance to amplify and challenge those stereotypes and be a different type of role model and kind of, you know, push against some of these stereotypes, which are harmful. Yeah. They're harmful to black fathers because they set an example that we are, you know, absent and not of value. And that needs to change as well. And I realised that by me being loud in how I parent and being, you know, out there and sharing these stories that actually it's about breaking down some of those stigmas and stereotypes of you know what being a father can be and we do have kind of challenges of hyper masculinity in the wider community because of you know a lot of the things that we face but actually you know part of being or changing masculinity for the better is being able to be the father that you want to be and bring up boys and girls in the way that they can be too yes you know we've all got to have that presence and appreciate that one of the biggest things we can do is imbue the next generation with with hope optimism and be a role model not just for them but within our communities too yeah 100% 100% love what you just said there and you know as you said before it's always about the black fathers being absent what about the black fathers who are present we need more conversations about that hence why I decided to build this platform you know so all dads can share their journeys and it is about the present ones as well so you can't really do much about the absence ones but you want to be able to give them a little thought to say look at what you're missing out on get back in there it's not too late you know those are the kind of um, things that we want to sort of project out there as well so in terms of support then Lee what kind of support or resources do you find most helpful in your parenting journey um it's really interesting because like the landscape for parenting resources is really like fragmented like for me personally I've had to go and find little bits of information but part of it has been less going there externally all the time and looking and searching for how to do parenting and actually the inner work on yourself Mm -hmm. to understand how you are I've kind of realized that my kind of like style of parenting that that is me it's like warm discipline like we have structure yeah you know we have standards we have expectations but it's always delivered in a warm way you know we're we're gonna look and think we could have done better here that's gonna be followed by a hug we're gonna embrace that it's like I think fundamentally as human beings I think many children really want the parents to feel validated you know they want the parents to love them appreciate them sometimes unconditionally right but I think like a big part of parenting is people say oh there's no guide to parenting there is no book yeah because being a parent is individual to you it's your book you got to kind of pick up that pen and start to take some notes from yourself thinking and being self-aware of how you turn up in your children's lives because it's easy to repeat patterns from your parents if you're not aware of them you'll repeat them and that's not your fault but you do have the agency as a human to look and think wait a minute my parents did this now I'm doing (laughs) this to my kids (laughs) what are my kids going to do when they have some grandchildren they're going to do the same thing as well so trying to sometimes break some of those cycles even challenging ourselves but you know what parenthood is a continual journey it's continuous learning a lot of it is actually learning about yourself rather than going learning about parenting as a concept but once you learn about yourself you then learn how you can turn up authentically for your kids suddenly you don't need parenting hacks and tips and tricks in the same way yeah because you just connect with your kids and then it's easier to kind 
kind of have those reciprocal relationships that you do and find that balance of how you do it. Obviously, you know, it involves thinking about the language that you use, it's thinking about how you turn up, it's thinking about the examples that you set. Very much, you know, I suppose kids are brutally honest in a really powerful <laughs> way, but they will give you direct feedback on how you're doing if you're willing to listen. And also they will call you out when you're being a hypocrite. And that's important because they see it and they're like, that don't add up. Yeah, you're telling me to do this. You're doing this, dad. No. <laughs> Absolutely. Powerful. So, you know, children are beautiful. And, and you know what? The big thing is that fundamentally in our society, we have this idea that we've got adults and we've got children. All humans are children. Adulting is just a big ass marketing campaign to tell you that you're not a child anymore. But fundamentally, I walk around this world. I work with hundreds of people. Everyone is just a child. Mm. Walking around, trying to work out how the world works, how other people work. And if only we could harness that curiosity that children have, harness that willingness to explore, experiment and adventure, willingness to sit and listen and think that learning is something that is good and just embrace, you know, the world will be a better place. In fact, a lot of we can learn from children <laughs> if we just stop thinking they are like the little unenhanced version of adults. Actually, they are the unfiltered, beautiful human beings who actually, they will change the world. We just know it. hundred <laughs> percent. I loved all what you said there. Absolutely true facts. And I think that's why as a parental coach myself, I'm very, very hot on connection. That is what I do. Because as you well pointed out, once you get the connection from within yourself, you're gone clear. There's still going to be ups and downs and things, but it's that connection once you've built that and earned that as well. You can fly, you know, and you'll get to understand your children more. Your children will get to understand you more and there'll be less of this tension in the house you'll have a more harmonious household really and truly you know a lot of people probably think oh well you know it doesn't work for my household but that's because they haven't looked within they're looking elsewhere but they're not looking within and that's where you're going to find it first and listen you know 100% listening more than talking kids are receptive to energy yeah they pick up your energy so you've got to work on that Yes. The better energy that you kind of put out there, the more your kids will be magnetised into that energy. They'll want to come into it. In fact, you'll find often, you know, parents and the kids, when they're actually on an authentic level, energies match pretty well. Yeah. You have to harness those conditions. Ultimately, you know, as a parent, you are in a privileged position to create and harness those positions where you can kind of connect, where you can combine, and where you can actually, you know, really, parenthood is about forging things. Mm. You've got to work. Parenthood just doesn't turn up and work for you you actually got to kind of experiment it takes effort it takes intention i think intention is probably the most important thing that i kind of saw on my journey you have to have the intention to work on yourself to become a better parent because so many people just want to turn up and look at something externally and then kind of shortcut the way trust me in parenting there are smart cut right things that you know it's kind of like working smart and parenting smart there are definitely ways to parent smart but you can't shortcut your way to being a good parent (laughs) you've got to put the effort in you've got to do it with intention and you've got to really just ultimately appreciate the privilege that you have yes absolutely and just take each day as it comes one day at a time you don't need to worry about next week whatever today is today so let's do today and then tomorrow we'll do tomorrow you know if parents are struggling that's an easy way to look at it so you're not looking at such a big picture to make it overwhelming one day at a time and enjoy each day at a time you know so in terms of your children and what do you think your goals 
and aspirations you have for your children's future? I suppose the big picture vision is I feel that both my children have got, you know, they're talented in different ways, but I want to kind of harness that power of difference that they have and then set them free to become the global citizens they can be. You know, I want to open the opportunities up for them to travel the world, to absorb different cultures, to really find where their place is. Because, you know, we live in a world that's much smaller than ever before. And actually kind of going out there and exploring and finding who you are is, you know, I want it to be more than the gap year privilege that, you know, quite often well-off kids get the chance to do that. I mean, I definitely didn't get any time to go off and travel the world and explore until I was a bit older. Yeah. But I want to kind of empower my kids to become who they are, you know, authentically, but also unashamedly be themselves. Mm -hmm. And I know that, you know, they're going to have challenges. Miles is autistic. So that's going to present some challenges in a very neurotypical world. But trying to help him through those transitions, trying to equip him with, you know, some of the skills that will help him bring his brilliance through and help him, you know, manage and mitigate some of the things he finds really challenging. And Annabelle, well, she's just full of energy, you know. It's just like harnessing that energy for her in a way that's going to make her feel like she's making a difference and is enjoying. Ultimately, I don't have any idea what profession my children are going to be when they're older. Because to be honest, things, they'll probably end up being in a role that doesn't even exist now by the time they go out into the world and become adults. So true. Ten years ago, Sandra, no one played games and made money. No one was an influencer. You know, no one was, you know, creating AI machines. No one was doing that 10 years ago. Now it's a job, you know. I just want my children to be really clear on who they are, build skills which will serve them well for the future, uh, go and explore and really get to understand themselves. And then I feel they'll be able to bring themselves to the world in the best, most colourful, most passionate way that they can. And occasionally just come and visit your old dad. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, you're doing all the work now, so I can't see that not happening. I can't see it, really. (laughs) They're going to take you with them. They'll achieve a lot more than I will, you know? Yeah. They have so much. Yeah. I love that. So just to wrap up then, Lee, I mean, you dropped so much nuggets as a dad yourself anyway, but if you had any more tips, advice, hacks for the other dads listening, what would those top ones be for you telling them? My definite thing is remember that 70% of the time you get with your kids is before the 12. So, you know, if you've got got little ones right now, just, just soak that time up, really do it. Secondly, parent out loud, you know, tell people at work what you're doing. Put it in your diary, put it in your calendar, you know, say, I'm going to my kids' sports day. That's something non-negotiable. Got to make it happen because that sets a precedent for other fathers to feel I can do that as well. Yeah. Sometimes you can give other people permission to be a father by just telling people how you're being a father. So do that as well. And finally, you know, just appreciate that being a good father actually starts with being kind to yourself, understanding yourself and listening more. Um, And just if you work on yourself, not only will you become a better father, but you'll become a better partner better colleague better human you know who doesn't want to be a better human i know right <laughs> absolutely love that lee thank you so much oh my goodness i've enjoyed i really have enjoyed it i feel like i can chat to you for ages <laughs> just keep talking but no you want to go ahead and be a dad and do your thing so that's absolutely fine so where can people get hold of you lee because obviously you've got a few businesses going on so people may be interested in that or even if they want to sort of talk to you more about your fatherhood journey because it's 
something that you said maybe have resonated with them. So where can people get hold of you? Yeah, so I do quite a lot of speaking around the topic, do workshops and kind of do a lot of work around, you know, creating these spaces. Best places to find me, leechambers.org, website kind of funnels out onto the different things that I do. And from a social media perspective, very active on LinkedIn. Uh, So come and connect with me there and talk about all sorts, well-being, inclusion, parenting. Yeah, you name it. I'm challenging the stereotypes and pushing the status quo. Love that. Absolutely love that. Well, thank you again, Lee. Hope the listeners have enjoyed this chat as much as I have. And listeners, thank you for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe and tune in next time. So take care. Thank you very much. Thank you.